0: What's up, everyone? This is thank you for joining Buzzing with Marlo. I am Warren Marlo. Today is Saturday, aka the weekend. I know people love the weekend. You can't, you can't just sit here and say I don't like the weekend. Usually, people are off work. Usually, people are getting to spend time with their family. Usually, people are actually—we're not in quarantine anymore, so we can have fun now. I mean, looking outside in Florida right now in Jacksonville, it's kind of, yeah. Not the best per not not the best look outside, but hey, we're off quarantine. We're most of us are off of work, so I think it's gonna be a good day. All you can do is just make it a positive. I mean, rain it just means my kids are gonna go crazy. But hey, that's fine. Going to grandparents' day. So, hey. But today, I'm very excited about today. Because today I am talking to my good friend Sam Skaggs, aka Hold My Beer Hanson. I gotta say it that way, because this guy has literally, from a fan in wrestling, to become a great independent superstar, and I'm not just saying an independent superstar, this guy is being talked about in the Georgia area, the North Carolina area, the Florida area, I mean, this guy is going everywhere, Sam has also been on AEW TV, and under his two years of wrestling. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment for Sam. I mean, that's got to be a huge accomplishment for anyone. Because when you come into wrestling, obviously your goal is to go in to be in the WWE. To be in AEW. Which now, AEW is now the second middle thing. But there is also, when I got in wrestling, I realized there is so many more brands. When I first was thinking about doing this, all I knew of was WWE. And I knew of TNA and I knew of WCW at the time. But... That was all I knew. I never knew any other type of wrestling. Then when I started wrestling, I found out about New Japan. I found it about London. I found out about uh, shoot wrestling in England. I mean, Puerto Rico. I mean, wrestling is huge everywhere. And it was just blowing my mind. But Sam, I think he's really fond of the New Japan wrestling. But the biggest thing I loved about Sam... And like I said it before, he is a fan of the of the sport. He's a fan of wrestling. Sam literally spent an entire year to basically develop himself to become a wrestler. Sam literally, it was a, it took him a year to actually have his first match. It took him a year to actually have his gimmick idea. I mean, that's really what you want to do. You really want to know what you're going to be able to. Just be able to take and have the audience to have that focus for the audience to go I like this guy i I, I can relate to this guy I, I want that guy to win and Sam did a very great job and I mean the kid is just outrageously entertaining since this quarantine Sam and j2 strong and proc and Mako all these guys have still been on their social media's account keeping y'all update keeping the fan bases updated like Hey, we're still here, and they're doing these entertaining videos just to entertain the fans. And, and like this time when the quarantine just happened, Sam and a good group of guys, including Proc, including J2Strong, including Johnny Maverick, and uh, Mike Sutton, that got to have a chance to go on AEW TV and be in special talent for uh, Lance Archer, and getting to meet Jake the Snake Roberts, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, I mean, that that's a huge accomplishment, I mean, you're paying your dues and that's that's the biggest main thing I would say in wrestling is finding out how to pay your dues. Sam trains outside of Valdosta. Sam wrestles currently. I know his main brand is Spinebuster Championship Wrestling. And those guys, I can't say nothing but great things for it, man. These guys literally train their butts off and then they go and go everywhere else and just the amazing thing, I've never seen a guy from Spine Buster Championship Wrestling that is, one, disrespectful, or two, d- don't ask for knowledge. They are always have their ears open, and they always are ready to learn. And and sometimes in wrestling, like I've said but in the past, you have to be cocky to an extent to actually still have your ears open to want to make yourself more better, to make yourself have more knowledge Because that's all wrestling is. I mean, that's what I think any sport is. But since I did wrestling, I think you get more of a reality check on this. And obviously, that's how my comparison with wrestling would be with so much stuff in the world. But the knowledge, you're never going to know everything. But it's just awesome how much. And the craziest thing I remember, what I remember when I was in the ring is you feel really different after you find out that other type of knowledge because obviously you've known so much but then it's so much cooler when you figure something else that you didn't know and it just makes you more excited makes you more hungrier to keep going sam i think is going to be one of these guys that is going to make it in the business probably in aw probably in tna or something like that because this guy literally hustles his butt to the grave and he does never stop Sam literally always on his Facebook, always on his Twitter, always on his Instagram, always keeping his fans updated, what he's doing, always just basically, I've seen Sam actually do some videos where he would just tell his fans, hey, happy birthday here, give him a shout out. Sam also does a radio show gig that also fans can follow him and just be able to listen to him on that and just hear another side of Sam. Like, this kid is, it's amazing. Like, I, I, I'm going to talk to him about that video he posted on Facebook about him working himself up to a ladder to grab a beer in a tree. And, I mean, that was just downright entertaining. But today, I am so happy to talk to Hill My Beer Hanson, Sam Skaggs. We're going to talk about his journey of being a professional wrestler. We're going to talk about his experiences. What are his best experiences that he has had inside the squared circle so far. We're going to talk about just all the triumph and journey that he had to be for that year to prepare himself to be a professional wrestler and what 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 made him want to do it. So when we come back today, after we come back from commercial whatever, we will be joined with Hold My Beer Hanson, Sam Skaggs. I'm here with Sam Skaggs. With- What's up? How are you doing?
1: Doing good, man, doing good.
0: What's the choice of the beverage today, man?
1: Uh, today, right now, it's coffee. That's a just, smart
0: choice.
1: Well, I just woke up.
0: Oh, man. Lucky you. I've been up since almost literally seven. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> so, how's your day going so far, my friend? Doing
1: good. Uh, have we already started?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, like literally when it clicks in, when you hear my voice, we're already good to go. That's why I say here we. Re- here's my how you doing something like that just so how I can start the episode you okay. wonder how to do editing like i finally learned how to do that so obviously it's, it's it took a while because when i was first doing these episodes i was literally just publishing them i wasn't really trying to do anything on that cuz i didn't know what editing was and i did not know how to work these things yeah <laughs> so what is the so, you got to tell me from the beginning, how did you want to become a professional wrestler?
1: How did I want to? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, it started, I think it was, I don't know. We'll start with my passion of wrestling. Uh, I've always loved <laughs> it since I was a kid. Uh, the first memory I had was uh, Stone Cold getting thrown off a bridge by the rock. And uh, <laughs> I cried I cried to my mom that night. And I was like, Stone Cold's dead. And... Uh, <laughs> Ever since then, I mean, ever ever since then, I have been an absolute fan. Um, yeah, yeah, there's been times where I've backed out of it because, like, you know, just my living situation. Some people would let me watch wrestling. My dad would always let me watch wrestling, and it was like, if I could catch it. But always t- kept up with it, always loved it. Um, how I got into the wrestling business, uh, do you know a man named Pure Goodness? Yes. Okay. So Pure Goodness uh, was at Planet Fitness. I was about 300 pounds at the time, and I saw him at a wrestling event, and I was like, okay, that's a wrestler over there. And so working through, you know, doing my workout, I was wearing a Kevin Owens shirt, and he comes over and talks to me. He's like, yeah, it's, we're talking to Kevin Owens. And eventually I talk to him, and I say, hey, how do I get into the wrestling thing? How do I become a wrestler? Uh, he says, talk to this guy. It's Preston Paradise. And he runs the Spinebuster uh, Wrestling Academy, right? And so, boom, do the workout, do the tryout, get the get the gig, and boom, we're off to the races. Nine months later, Hold My Beer Hanson is born and debuts to the world.
0: Yep. Uh, and the one thing I'll say that what I loved about just hearing about your journey, and I knew what a lot of people would love to hear, it took you a while to actually – really get ready to be in a match or whatever because you wanted to perfect your character and I remember you said in the past um how you how did you come up with the idea of being hold my beer Hanson? um uh, so
1: hold my beer Hanson was not an overnight idea as much as it was a joke at first because you know I would do the, <laughs> just the joking stuff with fourth of July and uh You know, we would just talk in the group chat. Like me and a friend of mine, Hunter Mako, we talked about being some, like, party guys where we just do some dumb stuff. You know, we just drink and do some cool moves. And then it just grown out and became a full character where I would just bust it out because I didn't have a gimmick. I had one gimmick, but I ain't going to really release that to the world yet. Um it was great. We had this little idea. And so we, we get close to the time where I'm actually showing where I can be in a ring. And mm-hmm. we're talking about a character name. And we're like, man, I was asking I was asking Preston, what do you think about Adrian Walker? He's like, eh, I mean, it's all right. And then we just start thinking of more names. And I was like, well, the one thing I wanted to do in my matches was uh, hold my beer spot, which is – When you think about someone saying, hold my beer, they usually, hey, hold my beer. I'm going to go do this thing. Either you're going to do really good at this thing and amaze people, or you're going to crash and burn. And I essentially, I was like, hold my beer spot. That'd be awesome, right? But he said, why not just be hold my beer Hanson if that's the case? And boom, there it was.
0: There it is. I I think I met you. When you were still having that idea of being the Adrian character, so I remember you introduced that at first. Well, you said yeah. Sam, and then you said Adrian, and I was like, okay, you yeah, tell me his normal name and the gimmick. So, yeah, know.
1: it was a. Uh, I think whenever I met you and Toxic, it was a. Uh, it was like when I was really starting out, so I was. Uh, mm-hmm. You did a
0: ref in that, that show, I think, too,
1: right? No, actually, I just sat in the crowd and just, you know, recorded uh, Jay and Prox match.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing I do love, I can compare you and me with, we were fans of this thing. And the coolest thing, how you said you thought Stone Cold died on the bridge. The one time I – I mean, obviously, I had a lot of friends that were all Stone Cold. fans, But I'm the opposite. I'm that one little inch pony that was full on. Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan and um, when I fell in love with is when The Rock was standing over Undertaker and, and I think he was like 27 years old and never get ready for his first actual title match and he was facing The Undertaker and where his banner dropped down when he did The People's Elbow and I just fell in love with that guy and mm. um, so I love hearing that and then I've always compared your character a little bit to the Stone Cold persona but you do it to a, a different level and I I, I, know I, I, I I admire that mix
1: of let's take a hacksaw, Jim Duggan throw a star. I agree with that one. one. I agree I, with that. I like that. A little Kevin Owens there. I, I like Kevin Owens, just smart attitude the way he acts like later. Uh, but really, if we're talking about a character, hold my beer, Hanson is literally, it's a whole idea of my dad, right? My dad is a wild It's zero to 100 at all times. You do not mess with it. Like, he's the guy at the bar you're going to have a drink with, you're going to like to party with, but also you don't mess with this guy. Mm -hmm. And so I've taken that. I've evolved into a fully-fledged person, wrestler, whatever you want, personality, whatever you want to say. And my dad is my biggest inspiration on that. He's literally the person that's always trying to help me. Um, I got a whole team of people that I would love to show love for. I think eventually I got, uh, I got plans for showing love uh, just giving them a little bit of their spotlight. But um, I I'm really happy that I have people that have my back and are willing to put the effort into me for me to succeed. Yeah.
0: I mean, that that's pretty cool. I know um, one thing I would say really good about you dude is obviously Y'all had that AEW gig, and you obviously were the first ones to find out about it. Uh, Yeah. Um. So,
1: yeah, Prox said in the last episode I, I listened. And uh, so, yes, I absolutely keep my nose to the grindstone, and I make sure that I'm in people's DMs so I can make sure that either I'm getting booked, my stuff's getting looked at, I'm getting people to review my stuff, I'm always looking for critiques and people to help me grow. Yeah. Um, it may be one of those uh, anxieties where I have to constantly keep growing, but, hey, that's how the business rolls. You can't just sit back and be out of the light. If you're not in the light, you're not in, in this some form of uh, spotlight, then you're getting overlooked. So if you're not trying to force your way into that spot, then obviously you're just going to rest on it and you're just going to – Try to expect things to come to you.
0: Right. I mean, one thing I thought was really cool, because, like I said at the beginning, uh, obviously, you listened to the episode, was how young you still are in the business. And obviously, you are putting that hustle that everyone is supposed to be doing, but you're doing it to a complete 180. And um, I love the things that you're doing right now with the quarantine thing, dude. That video with you climbing the ladder to grab a beer, monumental. I am telling you right now, dude, you had a serious mark come out of me for that. And that don't happen regularly. <laughs> yeah, man. I, during this quarantine,
1: I've learned that I'm glad to have a, a character that I can use to do all these dumb things. I would attribute it to something like a uh, Larry, the enticer or a, uh, you know, Catfish Cooley, Ginger Billy, all those guys. I would say it's something like that, or something like a Joe Dirt, right? So it's yeah. it's something that is relatable. You can put out there, you can put an episode out, and people are going to say, you know what, I like this dude. He's entertaining. Uh, I know you mentioned the AEW thing, so I want to I go ahead and give you the spill on that one. So, go ahead, bro. Due to all the stuff of me talking to people, eventually – I got eyes from someone that is from AEW and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're a producer slash editor, all that. And so they said, Hey, how far are you from McDonough? I said, well, I live in Valdosta, Georgia, but what do you need? They're like, well, we don't really want you going that far because it might not be a paying gig, but you have a chance to be on AEW. I said, well, how many people do you need? They're like, Oh, you're just going to, you're going to do it. I said, absolutely. Here's the deal. Yeah. I, I mean, 30 seconds on TV, it's better that, that than means anything.
0: Me. Yeah, anything. that means anything. Like even if it was like TNA or something. Like I've I've even said that before. Like even if it was just a minute, that's still a minute you could have being on national TV. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I mean, wrestling's all about exposure. Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead, bro.
1: No problem. Uh, so you get out there, and we, we get to McDonough, Georgia. They tell us, we want you dressing like Devil's Rejects meets the Mad Max, uh, the Raiders. So it being one day before that, we have no time to prep up and get any, like, Raider outfits. But we know how to dress like some hillbillies, right? So we all go to Goodwill. We get a bunch of clothes. We get We get all our stuff ready. And so we go to Darby Allen's house. And there's a dude outside, and he's like, uh, who are you? Because at this point, it's me, Je- it's me, Johnny Maverick, Mike, Jay, and Proc. And we're all wearing country bumpkin outfits. And we look like the dumbest group of people you've ever seen in your life. And we're riding in this tiny little red sedan. And <laughs> we're like, oh, we're here uh, uh, for AEW. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the ring's in the basement. So we're like, wait, you can put a ring in the basement. So we go down there. They got this little low boy. It's in a, it's in the basement. Proc said you'd hit your head. Yes, absolutely. But it's for Darby mm-hmm. Allen and Priscilla Kelly. And I mean, they're small people anyway. So they say, all right, so we got to get this ring out there into the backfield. So we got to break down this ring. We carry this thing to the field. We put it together. Uh, we got a bunch of people coming up and they're going to help us out. Um, and then we end up getting this this ring together, and we just can't get these ropes tight. And you tell me about a low boy, and you know how oh you just can't get those ropes tight enough,
0: right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's, uh, I think the one cool thing I loved about low boys, even for like obviously how you said Darby Allen's not a big guy. I wasn't a big guy either, but I felt like I could be like Andre going in that ring sometimes. Yeah, you
1: can just jump from the floor over the top rope to get in, you know, stuff like that.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Outside, nothing. Uh, But, yeah, we get through the whole thing, and we're like, man, who is this for? And at times we're thinking maybe it's Luke Harper. What if it's – and then I'm thinking, nah, this has to be someone else. And we're like, it's in Georgia. This has got to be Jake the Snake, right? So there we go. Jake the Snake, Lance Archer come out, and there I see – and so let me tell you the rundown of this, the whole idea of this video package. Do you remember mortal combat? Yeah. Okay. The movie where Goro comes out, this giant puppet of Goro and it comes out and, you know, it beats up a bunch of people. Apparently this was Cody Rose's vision. And <laughs> he was like, yeah, this is where the idea came from. I want to like make this before a wrestler. I was like, this is just how people do it in the I feel like I was looking around, me and Jay talked, and we're like, this is basically how I do a video shoot. Yep. I was <laughs> like, this is just the boys just with an idea. I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, all right, you got to tell me. Brock told me he marked out for Jake. Who was the first guy you marked out for in that whole episode? My brain was on fire the whole time. Uh, I can so,
1: tell. <laughs> it's so here's here's how weird of an animal I am okay so I can see obviously all the business things that are going on at the time because I'm paying attention to how are people acting how are the people around me acting and how can I be the one to show off and show that I'm going to be like I, it's a hunger thing right it's an anxiety it's okay. a hunger, it's making sure you're in the light that you're going to be shown well often. So I was called for it. So obviously, I got a spot on there where Lance Archer gets to beat me up. But also, I was paying attention to the little things like putting the ring together, being a general, trying to make sure people are doing the job. Because if we got 25 people out there, 25 people need to be building that ring, not yeah, people putting it all together. Yes, yeah, so, I totally agree with you on that. So making sure that idea is put like making sure people are doing the job and making sure you're seen in a light that people can um, take notes on. I noticed there was cameras going around filming stuff. So I was, I was weary of everything I was doing, but also wow. I did, I did have one problem. I talked too much uh, when it comes to videos and so I'm sitting there, yeah. whenever whatever the uh, guys are trying to record stuff, I'm just like, what do y'all think about this idea? And they're like, and everyone around me is like, Sam, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, <and> I'm like <laughs> oh, man, sorry. This is just what I do, man. Oh, man. So back to it. It's just like I've seen the legends, seeing Cody, seeing the, uh, the uppers in AEW. I was just more worried about trying to get make sure that I was being fine. Yeah, it's really nice shaking hands with Cody, Jake Snake, Lance Archer, and QT Marshall and all that. But at the same time, if I show myself and do good on this, maybe I'll just be shaking hands with them normally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what the mentality
0: really is. I don't know how people That's see a that. Really good very good mindset
1: yeah i just uh i try really hard and i want to make sure that whatever i'm doing i'm trying to be the best at uh mm-hmm. there are of course things i'm working on daily and trying to get better at and those will come in time i'm just uh gonna try my hardest now so i can be where i want to be
0: so how many times did you have to do your scene with the archer
1: uh we only talked uh essentially archer uh Worked with the other more – of course, the other things you saw before me were very – they had multiple camera angles. They had more spots in it, so they had to work through theirs more. Uh, So Mm -hmm. theirs was done, different takes, different angles. Mine was – Lance Hatcher said, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a pounce. Uh, Just hit me twice and then hit the ropes, and I'm going to pounce you. I said, all right, cool. So we just practiced the speed of it one time, two time, and went for it. There you uh, go. Like, hey. I mean, it was a simple thing right there. Uh of course, uh I gotta work on my working punches, but that's the thing right there.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, the best thing I like I say about wrestling is just knowledge. And obviously we don't know everything, but I mean, dude, that that's a heck of a that's a heck of a accolade for you right now. Like, you got to actually perform. Even that little pounce, whatever. Hey, bro, you can go and rewind that and watch that on AEW TV every single day. Like, that's the really cool part about it. And the funny thing is, like, when I told Proc when I did the thing on Facebook, Preston correct me going, and Johnny Maverick. I didn't know Johnny was in the thing. It was because he's camo, man. Yeah, I know. I was like, I have never seen Johnny in this stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, wow, he blended him good. <laughs> that camo <camera> really worked. <laughs> I was like, oh, it works the gimmick now. But, yeah, man, I think that was really cool. And uh, I was really all through that day because I, was, I kept seeing you kept promoting AEW, AEW. I'm like, Sam's got to be doing something with AEW, like what the heck is he promoting it for? Like, I get it. It's a new brand and everything. What's up with this? And then obviously I saw the little skit at the end of it. And I was just like, okay, this makes sense now. And I was really happy for all y'all. Like y'all just as a group unit, I love how, how well trained, not, not just only how well trained y'all are, but y'all are not, y'all don't come off of that. I'm better than everyone attitude. And y'all always y'all always go and help each other y'all don't usually just try to say okay one's hurt now it's time to go and try to outperform them or whatever y'all y'all all perform as a team as a unit and obviously when y'all all get an opportunity most of the times y'all all do it together and and it's really rare to find those nowadays so i i give y'all a real good props on that like it, it's second to none that's really awesome uh I know for a fact I would have marked out for uh, Jake the Snake. So, I mean, obviously, I I hear y'all had more guys just coming in out of nowhere. So, and I love how you said about how to put the ring together and everything. It's very rare to find those nowadays, and uh, a lot of people just think they're a lot better than the others. And um, I I'm very proud of you. I'm real proud for you, man. <laughs> obviously, you. How long you been wrestling now? Um. So, can you hear me right now? I was like, literally, I was like, oh, man, I had a long sense. I was like, okay, it's time to put him back in. <laughs> yeah, I got
1: you. All right. Go ahead. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, so, yes, we can attribute that to our trainer, uh, Preston. Uh, it's We have a very humble style. Well, yeah. we're taught old school, right? We have new school mentalities, and we're taught to – be respectful, show off what we can do best, but also do not get a big head on your shoulders. We, yeah. I absolutely am a big proponent, especially right now. You will see it on social media. People are cooped up. People are trapped in their houses. So they have the need to express their, their, oh. <laughs> their, their opinions, even if they aren't popular. And I'm a big proponent. You won't really see me post anything on Facebook unless I'm promoting my stuff or I'm sharing memes, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so when I see people bury themselves with what they post online of stuff that possibly is damaging business wise, Mm -hmm. it has taught me so much within this year to say, hey, man, you really have an opinion, but also not everybody has to know it. Only the people that matter need to know Um, that's this one thing I will say, like, that's just the mentality we're taught uh, with the spine buster Academy. Just, you don't have to go online. You don't have to show people, Hey, you know, I really like mustard instead of ketchup. Anyone who likes ketchup should just go jump in a fire. I, you really don't have to post these things. Um, It's, Really, we are humble we're we're taught discipline we're made sure that it isn't about just spots in a ring it is also the professionalism and acting accordingly for everything you do in the wrestling business mm-hmm. yeah with proc with Jay everyone in the in the wrestling company, we make sure that our guys are going to be spinebuster
0: guys uh-huh. No pun intended. I mean, um, I think all y'all have a spine buster in y'all's moves. I don't know. Actually,
1: we have a joke running that everyone, yes, everyone has at least one spine buster. Whether they pull it out or not.
0: I've never seen Jay give one.
1: Jay has pulled it out one time. And that's only because we were uh, working together at a show and we were like, hey, hey, Jay, pull out your spine buster. And he's like, (laughs) uh we and what you don't know is jay spinebuster kind of looks like uh the rocks mixed with batistas oh
0: my gosh
1: yeah (laughs) because he like he gets jay has this weird ability where he bounces up every time Uh right like even when he takes a bump he takes a crisp back bump off a german and this man will somehow dead fish like straighten his body and then somehow flip like, yep. oh man! I say Jay is I, the best bumper I've seen in a
0: long yeah. time, especially I, right I now in our little dude, South Georgia, Andy. I give that dude a lot of a lot of crap, but man, I've I can't say nothing but bad, nothing but great things about Jay. Like, no, we only going to say bad things together. Every time me and Jay are together, it's always going to be a cluster, but it's going to be great. Like, literally. <laughs> I mean, literally, every time I've been around Jay, I can't not stop but laugh because Jay would just say the stupidest thing. And then, and he always made me break character. Like, I, I talk about that tag match. Like, dude, have they told you the story on that? I got my butt beaten in that Tommy Dane show. And I was, I think it was me and Toxic. And I told them, we're going to do the main event, whatever. And I said, okay, I'm starting it first, which means I'm not going to be in it much longer. They're like, okay, whatever. So I get in this match. Jay steps off the thing said, oh, there was something in my eye when I went to go to tag him. They, <laughs> instead of literally having me in there for like five minutes, dude, I was literally in that ring for the, almost the whole dang match. And so, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if it was a rib or what. I was like, you son of a gun. He goes, nice job, bro. I was like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it was a great match though like it was a eight-man match eight-man tag match and it, i mean it, it could have been a cluster for the longest but it was really it was decent it was well and tommy went in the back us, and he's like that was a great show guys and i was just sitting there, i was like jay you son of a gun <laughs> um, i tell you what jay uh we
1: we had this thing we had this running inside joke and so when i was refereeing for the longest time uh Jay would talk, and you know, whatever we would talk with like heels and all that, and he'd be like, and then so like, oh, I'm just gonna snap your neck, and he's like, Joke's on you, I'm a masochist. And I'm like, Jay, that's <laughs> not even <laughs> so. I was refereeing one show, and he was facing uh Cantrell, and so uh-huh. Cantrell like talks some trash in there, and I looked at Jay dead in the eye, I said, Jokes on you, he's a masochist. <laughs> He literally looks at me like, I'm going to kill you one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love Jay. Proc as well. Proc and I, we – for oh, yeah. beefy boys, we did this match in all week. I just got to say, uh, out of er- everyone else on that show, I think me and Proc went in there. We showed them what we could absolutely give to the wrestling scene. And it's just yeah. two big, beefy boys throwing each other around, hitting hard. And it was absolutely six minutes of the best thing, <laughs> of the best match. <laughs> I will say, actually, here's one thing about this. I'm in the wrestling. I've been in wrestling right now for almost, what is it, two years now? Uh, yeah. Well, over a year, over a year and a half. something like. That. So I debuted January of 2019. And mm-hmm. within this year and a half, I've learned so much. We'll say I I've already had a title on, two titles now under my belt.
0: Oh, so you had had two titles. What were yes. the titles again? Is it Spartan S- or the Gladiator?
1: Spar uh Spinebuster Championship Wrestling. I had the I've held the gladiator title. Okay. Um and then in a company called Platinum Championship Wrestling up there in Covington, uh I am dealers choice champion, which means I get to pick the stipulations of my matches. And I'm gonna Rest let you know that that that. That type of that type of belt right there is the most fun I've had because you can literally walk in and you know what? Tonight we're gonna have a last man drinking contest. So the last man to raise their hand after all the
0: after all the beers
1: wins. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna cut you off on that one real quick. You did post a video on Facebook having a beer drinking contest, did you not? Yes. For the dealer's choice. That was entertaining as can be. I love how you're being so creative with the ideas and what you also are doing on these social media platforms you're showing people that you could expand you're not just this wrestler like you can act entertain and you have literally all of the three eyes that I think anyone is looking for so I think that's really cool so you can keep going about that dealer's choice I just had to throw that in there I love that little ssmith you have let-
1: let me tell you about that video in particular because, you know, it was a hot day outside, you know, my grass wasn't really cut, but we were just like, yeah, I'm going to get this video done. So I wake up at like 10 o'clock in the morning. The dude says, all right, I'll be there at noon. And I said, all right, cool. I get up, take a shower, do my thing. Um, and then I get all the beer and uh, I, I'm drinking natural ice, which is a, technically it's a higher alcohol content than natural light. Mm-hmm. And so I get about six beers in and Jay is there. Jay is doing his best. Uh, and we also bring in a legend. We bring in the Black Hornet uh, in there. Uh, the legendary oh, yeah. Black-
0: I saw yeah. The Black Hornet. Lord help us. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> Black I can't believe he came from the uh, desert of Alaska to just see us in this drinking contest. Um, but here's the deal. That whole contest, Jay is sitting there recording and um, – After six beers, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't eat anything this morning. Oh, man. And so Jay (laughs) has to carry the rest of the recording throughout the whole uh, process. So we get done around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I am slammered after this. I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) this is not good. I should
0: have full (laughs) – Oh that man, is great, uh, That is great, bro. That is great. Hey, at least you still won, right? So you still yeah, a champ. <laughs> uh, get, it's a lot
1: of fun. You get to have these moments where you have crazy ideas. I will say the Cougar King was just a random spark of genius from my dad. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we had these people over visiting my grandma. And uh, we were drinking beer, and we were just sitting around like, man, what can we do for a video? And uh, we're like, man, why don't you just do where old ladies are offering you beer, and you get in the car, and like a little bit later, you come back with kiss marks all over your forehead. And I was like, oh, that's so wrong. Hold my beer, Hanson's gonna know. It. He's gonna be the Cougar King. He's like, well, we just had the Tiger King, so we might um, as well make the Cougar King. I was like, let's do it.
0: Hey, that means you gotta have an old lady uh, as your uh, valet pretty soon. Uh.
1: Uh, as my valet, listen, sir. I have a lot of old ladies at shows anyway buying my merch, uh, uh-huh. and I, 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 listen. If we talk about some, uh, some, some, some controversial topics here, you're gonna be okay with that. Let's go, buddy. Okay, so old ladies grabbing on, dude, young dudes at shows, uh, young wrestlers. No one talks about that, but if we got this oh. creepy. Old- Creepy old dude grabbing on a uh, grabbing on a wrestler. Well, no, everybody's up in arms, right? I really mm-hmm. feel like there should be something for whenever I get my, <laughs> my my be touched by this old lady at a wrestling show. Your hands been touched.
0: <laughs> I don't hey, do any I, in anyone's hey. hands. <laughs> hey, uh, I agree with you on that. I mean. <laughs> I literally you don't see stuff <laughs> like that, but it actually does happen. <laughs> Believe it or not, so, I've seen yeah. it numerous times too. Like I've seen it to some guys, like literally, because obviously you know how like we have the barricade separated, so yeah. a guy would throw them into the barricade. So while we're leaning on the barricade, whatever, they're sitting there grabbing your butt and stuff. And it's just like, come on now, like hey,
1: I'm trying to work here, baby. We hey, listen, like, you touch <laughs> touching is dollars. We got we got
0: to talk about prices here. you gotta pay a little extra on that shirt now (laughs) oh man
1: but that's that's just the fun about it i mean i love being a personality i will say that the places i've wrestled at especially before all this stuff started before the covid before the 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 quarantine i was Mm -hmm. wrestling
0: almost every other weekend i was about to say you literally were booked everywhere I know you booked in Sunbelt. I mean everywhere in Georgia, right? Everywhere in Georgia.
1: Almost everywhere. Uh me, me, Proc and Jay, we have got to this point where people in North Georgia have started calling us the three amigos because we mm-hmm. travel together all the
0: time, right? And I'm gonna I'm, have to get a podcast with all three of y'all so we can actually have the four amigos because I, I mean honestly, I love the I love all three of y'all guys. Like it's it blows my mind, like like you said, you've only been here a year and a half, and brother, you literally have been booked more than most veterans in some things. <laughs> like that's the that's the craziest thing, and that's the one thing that people have not realized in wrestling: your character, your character is is got you completely to all these places that you're booked, and people are booking you like a main like almost like a main event or character like you're not getting booked just to be a funny joke or whatever you're getting booked to actually go in there and throw it with some heavyweights and stuff um talk about i I know we're a little off subject whatever but i did mention when you said you were weighing about 300 pounds how much weight did you lose before you had your first match uh, I
1: dropped down to 264 by the time Hanson debuted. So I was like from 300 to what? So 264. Uh, Can someone do some math for me? Because I went to Berrien County High School and I know nothing. <laughs> um,
0: it
1: almost 40. So, uh, it's almost 40 pounds. So it's 36 pounds.
0: Yeah, that's – hey, bro, that's still really good. Like, that just shows it is. you how committed you were. How Until I look at Alistair
1: Black and I see my – I want to be, I like, Aleister Black size, which he is, like, two, two, 230, right? And I look at him, yeah. like, Man, we are the same-looking dude. I want to look like him. <laughs>
0: not covered in tattoos. I don't – I mean, I, yeah, I, I can see I, it I, with I, the I, hairstyle I, and stuff. I mean, you're more of the country look, obviously. Oh, I don't of think course. The black's oh, really a country guy. Oh, he's not he's by not. his clothing. So, I'm I actually a heavy rock
1: and metal guy, but also I mean, for Hold My Beer Hansen, I mean Hold My Beer Hansen isn't too country as much as he's just Southern Rock. Because listen, you listen to country these days and it's pretty, eh? I mean, other than a few shining stars, I will say like Southern Rock is where it's at with Hold My Beer Hanson. Yeah. Man. You- you got CCR, Leonard Skynyard. You have uh, great bands like Blackstone Cherry. And those are the types of things you're listening to when you got hold my beer pants yeah. in the front seat. Uh, for uh, me, especially, I mean, it gets a little bit, my my music taste gets wild. I could put it on Spotify and put it on shuffle and just listen all day.
0: <laughs> hey, that's good, though. At least yeah, that means that it gives you more options. Do you only I'm, have one song or do you, uh, you, uh, go between another one as well. I know Proc has two songs. He has a uh, Kid Rock, and he told me about another one. Do you have another one?
1: Uh, no, I just go by Black Betty. Uh, it seems okay. like uh, if I go to a promotion and they don't really allow uh, copyrighted music, I'll maybe yeah. whip something up. But really, I don't really have a plan for that. If I do anything, I'm probably just going to end up making my own track. I'm also a musician as well. I can just do that. Um, but the really – Black Betty, you hear that thing, and it's got the clapping in it. It's got the good beat. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic song. Everybody knows it. It goes well with the Hold My Beer chant. And especially wow. is Hold My Beer is the first thing that shouts out through the speakers as soon as I – right before I hit that curtain. It essentially, wow. I will attribute it to the burn it down or the glass shattering for Stone Cold it is at lava.
0: <laughs> you know how
1: you the you have this little test of the dog it ring the bell and everybody and the dog starts salivating cuz it thinks it's about to get mm-hmm. a treaty. eventually once you hear the whole my beer come from the speakers the immediate response if you are not yelling and screaming you are doing something wrong yeah uh a tribute to uh, you said about this year and how i'm uh, starting out this year one thing me and jay have started noticing is that you're on these wrestling shows and you will see a dude do 20 backflips and try to the yep. and you know dude might not get paid that night so why is why are you actually doing that whenever you could go out there you could entertain and still get paid and have one of the best matches out there just because you went out there and you took five minutes to
0: work a crowd yep i mean it's very rare to see nowadays like I mean, I'm very old school because, obviously, I, re- I, I was trained in CCW. I yeah. mean, just strictly old school wrestling. And, um, I, I mean, most of the guys I watched in the – well, when I first started in CCW, the guys I watched, uh, Chris got me to really want to look for was Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong. I really loved those guys. I just loved how they worked in the ring. And, obviously, I loved the fact that matches back then, you could win with a schoolboy and not have a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't really do those nowadays now, can you? <laughs> I ask you this. Why is no
1: one's finishing move the schoolboy? Huh? Why is no one's finishing move the schoolboy?
0: Uh, Let's put it this way. Uh, I Honestly, I just don't feel like people feel like – obviously, when the people have to do these shows, whatever, they feel like they have to have the best match of all. So, obviously, they want to have all the ten false finishes, have the back and everything like that. Um, I haven't really seen a match literally win off on a schoolboy unless if you have, like, a David versus Goliath type character.
1: Or a like story. Obviously. Or if there's, like, a company that does really heavy stories. Um, yes. It's – yeah, I'll say that. Uh, My thing is I'm not really too heavy into the new school ideals anyway um, due to my training. I remember training, we had a conversation
0: about that. I remember me and you had a little of a talk on that.
1: Yeah, I, I talked it over with Proc as well because I was like, we were talking about AEW, and I absolutely love AEW, right? And I want them mm-hmm. to do good. I also love WWE, so I want wrestling to do good as a whole. Um, whereas the style of matches, I don't really care for 20 false finishes. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, we are I in- feel like that should
0: be a pay-per-view match. I feel like those should be – and I think that's what Attitude Area was so popular on. There was not that many false finishes unless you saw The Rod versus Triple H or Stone Cold versus The Rock.
1: Yeah, and I you will actually – I will go back and yes, – we have rose-colored glasses when it comes to Attitude Era. Um, me and Jay, we do these watch-alongs, and we'll try to dissect old pay-per-views. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrestling back then was not clean. Everything today no. is very crisp. It's done safely. It's done clean. It's done – to a point where everything looks good, right? And we are a yeah. that. So going back as wrestlers today and looking at wrestling back then, it's not clean.
0: Everything no, like I, I, I totally uh, agree with you on that. I mean, people- I've actually had some. I've had some. Uh, I've had some disagreements with people in the past about that. Talking about that also. Rose colored glasses. glasses man.
1: That's what yeah. I mean,
0: it, I mean, it's crazy to actually believe that because most of the guys in Attitude like how everybody says, like, oh, man, you remember when Stone Cold was showing the beard, whatever? They were their characters. As a wrestling standpoint, most of them were just okay. I feel yeah. like the generation now, they're wrestlers. Yes. I mean, obviously, the character standpoint, competition. It may not always be there. It may not always be there as a the character standpoint when you're doing, like, backflip, backflip, jump over, leapfrog, and all that, because it doesn't let the crowd be able to just be like, wow. Give them that chance to look at that leapfrog one time and then be like, okay, that was cool. And give it a little bit of time just to get those thoughts in there. I feel
1: like there's times of circumstance where you will need those things. And on the indies, I say if there is someone looking at you, absolutely show off.
0: If oh, yeah, you, I totally agree with you. That. This,
1: this promotion it's – you're trying to get yourself over as a character. You're trying to get yourself where you can sell merch and all that. Absolutely do not break your body for only like, only if you're not getting paid that night, right? I, I can walk into a place and really, uh, my price is determined on really how much I travel. But really, if I'm not really getting paid, I, at least I ask if I could put up a table. And selling merch is probably the best thing I could do because as a character, I try to sit back Talk to my fans, especially here's what here's what a newest thing that no one really thinks about. Sitting at your table and before that, go around the go around the room, talk to people, shake hands. Mm-hmm. Hey, who are you here to see tonight? Who are you here to work? Who are you here, who are you fans of? Who's the biggest people here? And try to get conversations started. Because mm-hmm. as a person, you need to connect with your fans the most. So if you're yeah. in a brand new place, I went to this company and it was my first night there. I knew I was probably just going to end up in a squash. But then again, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this time to try at least make some money off of this. Yeah. So they let me set up a table. I went around the room. I shook hands, took pictures with the kids. And I tried just my hardest to be a person to mm-hmm. talk to these people. Um, Every, and once you bring that light, once you bring that type of humbleness and that, that character out, I feel people connect with you more. Yep. And I, I tell you this, that match, they were on their feet the whole time because they were just chanting, hold my beer, USA. And they were for me because all I wanted to do was be their guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's just, man, you know, we went on a lot of tangents on this episode. I am really sorry. Oh man, we're
0: no bro. Like that's the best thing I love about podcasts. You can talk about anything. And yeah, this
1: honestly, is the wild tangents I've done. I've done this whole episode. I uh, I I
0: have so much to say, but yet, wow. Um, oh, dude, I I like like I said, man. Like for you just to be a year and a half in, like I, like we could have this conversation all day if we wanted to. And yeah. obviously, yeah. there's not all of that time on a podcast. But I mean, obviously. But I mean, it's really cool just to have people just understand what you had to go through, what you're doing, what you do to improve yourself. What do you do to change something up? You always adapt yourself to the newer generation, to the the workers or to the crowd. Because one thing I learned that I didn't learn fully in CCW was how to read the crowd. Obviously, in Florida... They're going to expect a little bit more flashy stuff out.
1: Absolutely. Prodigy, you hear me? Oh boy, what's happening? Hello?
0: Uh oh. You hear me good, bud? Yeah, I can hear you now. It okay. cut out right there. Alright. Hey, that's the best thing about editing. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'll be amazed at how well this will actually go. So what I was saying is I the one thing I did learn and I learned from Logan Stevens when he told me was to learn the types of not only the crowd, but also learn the type of wrestling. Obviously, in Florida, you got the one style. And obviously, just in in training schools, you have some of these guys that literally just train all the same. Uh, When you train guys in Georgia, obviously, there's a little bit of a different style on some of these stuff. And Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, dude, you adapt very well. And one thing I do agree on fully with you, is when I was my character, obviously, I could have had that typical USA chant, USA chant, whatever, but my goal was them to start saying AP, prodigy. Like, I wanted to stand out other than the Patriot, other than Hacksaw Jim Duggan, all the easy USA gimmicks, because, I mean, that's, that's what you want, because in wrestling, you have to stand out more than what that person, the character you're portraying, obviously. There's no such thing as nobody having their own character to where they haven't done something off of somebody else.
1: Everything is
0: recycled in pro wrestling. Exactly. Like, there's no such thing as just your move, whatever. And, I mean, so it's just about what do you do to change it to make it yours? And I totally agree with you on just talking to the fans and stuff like that. That's one thing a lot of people just don't take time to do. That's one thing it kills them so bad. And it hurts me sometimes because I've seen so much talent that could be be the next WWE superstars or whatever but they just feel like they're way better than people. They just alright, they're either going to buy my merch or they're not. Whatever. And you yeah. can't have that attitude. Like you have to literally, you have, I mean it's, you're selling your business to somebody. So obviously, it's like a private interview. Like you have to basically consult for these people why they should buy your shirt why they should buy your picture why they should buy a headband why they should buy a an old wwe dvd that you got on the t te- on the table whatever i mean just you have to talk to these people and one thing i do love about your character dude you could do anything with this character and and nothing bury you and that's very hard for somebody to do obviously my character i couldn't go heel and I'd be like, yeah, y'all better have security in the back because I'll probably die. Somebody's going to probably bomb my car or something. <laughs> well,
1: well, I'll say this. There is an easy way where I could. Um, it, it's it's all depending on how I have to go about it business-wise. Um, mm-hmm. Home up Beer Hanson is a very fickle thing where I, I have to make sure what I'm doing is going to be business uh yeah gonna be it's gonna be good for my business mm-hmm. um, I will help out as many people as I can and I try that's as a person I'm gonna help out the people around me that are gonna help me and I'm going mm-hmm. to help the people that I can see I can bring with me. That's like the aew thing um, I was told at that thing that you know my stuff's getting looked at and you know this is a good opportunity for you and it's po- possibly the more right? Okay, so as Hold My Beer Hanson, that is amazing, right? As Sam Skaggs, it kind of hurt my heart a little bit because I did bring these people with me that I cared about, and I didn't want them being overlooked. I don't want preferential Mm -hmm. treatment, but at the same time, yes, this is exactly my dream. Um, But what I was told by Preston was what I did was exactly what I needed to do, which was bring those people with me. It's – yes – you can grow. You can reach that point. You can get to that level where you want to be. And you want to be that superstar. Um, just don't be afraid to, you can bring those people with you. If you have the opportunity to help somebody out, just don't forget anybody or step on anybody on the way up. Yep. Um, so that was the biggest heartfelt talk I had lately about that. I, I mean, you could have told them. I mean, you could have asked them, I was actually really sad. I was kind of heartbroken that all this stuff was said. I had to go. As soon as we got home from the AEW thing, it was like 10 o'clock at night and I said, Hey, can I talk to you guys? Cause I had to talk to somebody. And I wanted to make sure that people I was doing goodbye and they were getting their their help. And I was and it's explained of they may have not been looking at them, but you can always help those people out that are riding with exactly. you. And so I, I guess just that's my mentality. That's just how I want to help the people that are that are with me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, there's so much that I I just I have so many things that I have to do. Um, I think constantly, hold my beer. Hanson will grow. There is no time and point where things will stop. Um, I don't think hold my beer. Hanson could be a
0: heel. A lot of people. I, I, I mean, I think it's like a Stone Cold type look. Like you could be a mixture of KO and Stone. Like you could be a mix. Like I said, like KO. You could be that neutral baby face and a neutral heel. Like I don't, I don't really just see you as one, one guy. But obviously, I kind of compare you a little bit with a character standpoint. You could actually have like a little Eddie Guerrero type look too with it. Like you could be funny, but you could also be like all right, I can still kick you behind all any day of the week type attitude. I love that. And which I can agree on that
1: one as well. Um, I mean, hold my beer, Hanson. Essentially, if we break it down to uh, characterization, I drink and get in fights. But also, I like mm-hmm. to have a good time. But really, it did, really depends on the uh, attitude getting in that ring, uh, which also attributes to how you present yourself to your fans. Uh, that's... I mean, really, I've actually went to Florida where uh, I went to Tampa and I wrestled at a bar show, and I faced a man uh, that was a homeless luchador. And, uh, yeah, the all-around blue-collar American redneck waving an American flag versus a homeless luchador didn't really get over uh, really? At the bar scene. Well, you got to think about it. It kind of seems a little racial and also yeah, like
0: uh, – yeah, uh, yeah, I understand it.
1: That's where I have to be aware of my character because I don't want to be presented that way because I'm not that way. Right. And I just knew going into it, I, I walked into that. And then we talked about the booking, and then I was like, this isn't going to be good. I was like, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get booed tonight. And it was like one of my first ever traveling matches, but I learned from the experience. I did good. Jay was with me. And we talked about our three amigos earlier. I want to give my shout out to my boys because I'll say this, if you don't have riding partners, if you don't have a guy that'll ride with you and be that like that mental person with you, then you're probably missing out because you have to have, me, Jay, and Proc, we have this dynamic. Proc will like to talk about the matches way before we even get to the show to where we don't even know what the booking is, and he'll try to just depict ideas for a match and try to, was like, hey, this is what we should do. And me and Jay will be in the front seat. We'll be like, listen, we ain't not to talk about that. We're going to talk about some dumb stuff. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about some conspiracy theories. And <laughs> then we get to the show. We get to the show, and usually if it's a cluster, we're going to roll with it. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to be the boys, right? And oh, yeah. if one of us, if a single person has a bad match or has a bad spot or just has a bad uh, mental day, the other two are there to lighten the mood, bring bring the – Bring the mood up, and we're just gonna say, "Hey, man, that match is over. You did what you needed to do. You got paid. We're gonna go on home. And we're gonna have a good time. But first, where are we eating? Yep.
0: And nine times out of ten, h- uh, Huddle House.
1: Huddle House. <laughs> uh, we'll say Waffle House, Taco Bell, or McDonald's. Those are the top. I went
0: out, mine, because I had Drummond with me, and he was always my writing problem. I had Drummond and Solo. And we'd always pick Taco Bell. Like Taco Bell was our main thing. And I wasn't really fond of the Georgia areas at first. And, dude, I can't tell you how hard it was to almost find a Taco Bell at some some place. (laughs) Like, I don't really like eating Huddle House all the time, but that was our main spot because at least I knew that was open. And I knew every area in Georgia possibly had a Huddle House. Well, well
1: I, I'll give you this. Huddle House is okay. I have, I don't really eat there at a huddle house because there's not many here in my area. Like, there's, oh, one, really? there's one maybe 20 miles uh, north, and there's one here in town, but also no one really goes to it. Also, with quarantine right now, I have not had the chance. So, really, we've, we've already drummed up this, like, idea that we're going to eat at a Waffle House because, one, you already know what you're getting. And also Waffle House, you could get in there for seven bucks. You can get a full platter of food and you have stuff to take home so you can eat in the morning or you can <laughs> eat in there for under $4 and get a full good meal. So it's all dependent on what you want to do. Um, yeah. Even one of my it's favorite uh,
0: as well. <laughs> one of my.
1: Favorite <laughs> pictures, uh, it's me, uh, brother, Azriel, Jay and Proc. And it's after we get done with a PCW show. And this was the night that uh, the promoter he actually helped us out because we had me and me and Jay were booked the next night, and uh, uh, on West Georgia, and he's like, "We're gonna get you all a hotel." And this is the first time a promoter's ever done this for me. And oh, no. uh, yeah, Matt Hankins, I say, is probably uh, he, he talks to me. He's kind of like a he's kind of like a coach, kind of like a he, he he knows what I'm doing. And he know any love what me, Jay Proc, and like me and Jay and Proc do. Um he relies on us and we do good by him. So this is the first time our promoter's ever gave us a hotel. So we we actually had the like it was one of those things of man, I can't believe we're actually doing this right now. This is this is what it feels like, right? It's like that it's little
0: You ever it's had the doing.
1: where you say, Wow, I'm actually doing something. That it's 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 coming together, right? Mm-hmm. I've had those moments a lot within this time of wrestling. The first time was me debuting. That night, I cried. I went straight up to Preston. I hugged him, said thank you for the opportunity. Uh, the next time, I want to touch
0: you. I want to cut you off on that real quick. The spot, how you came in the match. What were you feeling like? How were you feeling before you went out there?
1: my brain shut off as soon as i went through the double doors because it's a giant amphitheater and
0: so i, I was see that so like so. how you had to run in you had to slide on the stage and then slide in the ring i was just like Woo, that was geez. been a blown up moment <laughs> uh, my
1: brain was off and i was on all cylinders although sliding on that stage you'll see later on in that match my leg is bleeding um yeah. i didn't get the back leg up enough and it scraped the edge Mm -hmm. of the stage coming up but i didn't feel it at all right you don't notice these things until you're out later and so here i am in my cut off daisy duke shorts i cut my shirt up and here i am i debut in this match kick a man one two three and it's it's like one of the wildest things where you see my brain it's not really recollecting everything that's going on at that point but it's going um, I will say that is a detriment because
0: <laughs> in a match you gotta
1: possibly be, be thinking about like, hey, what are you doing? What am I doing right now? What's about to happen? And my yeah. brain was going, all right, let's go, 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 and it's not thinking about anything that's happening. Oh, yeah.
0: It's about to happen. Dude, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. Like, and the funny thing is, you don't really take a moment and think about it. You just go. Like that. That's just that time. It's just like. No second guessing, get in there. Let's go. And those were actually my favorite type of spots where I just got to run in and do like little run-ins. I I used to love doing those spots because it was just – and the funny thing is the crowd, that's one way for them to get a real good effect in a match also is just having something like that. And honestly, the crowd was really invested into you on that first night.
1: Well, I did do a little prep work before that too because I released a bunch of videos – yeah Uh, leading up to you i that's that's vignette 101 right there i think i've had that mentality the whole time because even if i'm in a new promotion i try to at least get with a promoter on hey if they're bringing me in they like me and if they're talking to me about coming in then i ask do you need any promotional material because i want to make sure when i debut they've already seen my face they know what my music is They know what's going on. Let's talk about debuts. I want to tell you about this debut as well, because Spinebuster had a great debut, and so did PCW. Platinum Championship Wrestling, there's there's a pair of double doors on the back of the building. Mm -hmm. So the promoter, he says, I got this idea. What if you come in like Captain America on the back of a pickup truck through the double doors?
0: You have to show me that video. I – I I was trying to find it.
1: Someone I, told me you did this idea. I'm going to have to find it myself because I don't know where it is. I haven't really looked. I, I just know it was there. Um, I really am proud of that moment because we literally just said, all right, cool. Uh, what do you need me to do, boss man? He's like, oh, I got it super simple. You're going to be the surprise tag team partner of this dude. And uh, you're going to debut on the back of a pickup truck. You're going to have the American flag in your hand and a beer in the other. And it's going to be the most majestic bald eagle thing you've ever seen in your life. I said, you know what?
0: Let's do it. Oh, man. I mean, one thing I'll say that a lot of people need to listen on on this main thing if they want to do wrestling, do what the promoter wants. Like, obviously – In wrestling, everybody wants to say, oh, it's predetermined or whatever. But, hey, you're getting paid to do what that promoter is wanting. If that promoter doesn't want you to win, I mean, whatever. You go you make that crowd believe the match. You make that crowd believe that, oh, my gosh, this person is going to win, whatever, even if you're not supposed to win. But, I mean, that's just – that's our job. I mean, and that's pretty sweet about that pickup. I'm hoping you will find that video. I want to see that
1: i I'll, I'll elaborate on your uh your your thing there i wouldn't just say just do what the promoter wants but as much as do it make to it, make it your own head, make, make it your head own head yes absolutely because yes you could go in and promoter says all right cool you're going in you're going to get squashed in under 30 seconds uh make sure like even if it's a squash match right Make sure you're taking the crispest, the nicest, the biggest bumps for that person. Yep. And you're looking like they murdered you. If le- if you get an opportunity where a man is in a backyard murdering people, make sure he is killing you, and you're putting that guy over, making him look like
0: a million bucks. If you were you going, make that crowd believe like, it. That's the biggest thing I feel like. Like I said, like like how you just said that. That's like how my last match was with Jamie McKinnon. Like I made it to where it was so believable that oh my god, like he killed the American project. Like seven pile drivers, no one should be coming back from. <laughs> seven, and, and believe it or not, bro, believe it or not, this is the craziest story. When I first started wrestling, I had a signed agreement that I was never going to have to take a pile driver. So, literally, my last match had to be a pile driver. And then hmm. Jamie gives me an idea and goes, hey, how you feel about seven? I was like, what? And obviously, you're not going to tell him no. I mean, this guy's been a veteran. Like, obviously, he'll take care of you, whatever. But I was just like, seven? Really, Jamie? Like, you ain't going to get blown up doing it? He'll be like, nah, I'm just dropping you. I mean, that's on you. <laughs> wow. I was just like, oh, I don't know how to take that. But okay, I'm sure, uh, why not? If we're going to add to the stuff to
1: take away from this podcast, I would say constantly evaluate yourself and where you need to grow. Um, yeah. Even if, like, say if one company does or isn't really high on you, you still have the opportunity to take yourself to the next
0: mm-hmm.
1: growth. Like you have – if you're given a chance, that's all you need. A lot of people don't understand yeah. the fact of it could be taken away from you like that. You mm-hmm. can, you're, be put on a shelf, you can have things come up and take away wrestling from you. So if you're not going to take that chance and make yourself grow, make take yourself to the next level, you are missing out on your own opportunity. The only person you can blame is yourself. You just shouldn't really worry about what happens with others. You should instead take the chance to learn and grow for yourself so you can become what you want to be. Yeah,
0: I remember one thing. I'll say, uh, well, obviously we got to start closing it out a little bit, but I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna say this. Um, one thing I did realize, and it took me a long time to do. Just, I think it was just because of the group I was with, whatever. Is just take in the moments and just be thankful for what you get. Obviously, we get we get trained on so much to be like, okay, we get this moment, but what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? invest in that one time that you do have to take that squash match, make it to where it's going to be a match that the crowd literally would be like, wow, I really like that match. And that could have been better than the false finish match that they, that it went almost 20 minutes. Your 32nd match could almost been the match of the night almost some way. And, uh, I feel like that's the major thing on some things. And, um, Anything you want to finish out on? I want to know what does the future hold for Hold My Beer Hanson? Or what does the future hold for Sam Skaggs? Let's just put it that way.
1: All right. For Sam Skaggs, I'm a radio DJ. I'm a pro wrestler, and I have a lot of things on my plate all at the same time. So there's a podcast coming out. It's called Hanging with Hanson. I'm actually working Uh on it right now. Uh, I'll be hanging out with my buddy Keelan on that one. We'll be just having great conversations and crazy stories. Uh, For radio, you can actually check me out at uh, mykickscountry.com. If you're not in the Georgia area, you can listen to the live stream. I'm on 7 to midnight uh, every night on the weekdays. You can check me out there. I have a lot of crazy stories, a lot of great music, especially if you're a country fan. But also you get to listen to my lovely voice and hear all the crazy stories I want to talk about. Um, Also, uh, for hold my beer, Hanson, we'll talk about this. Nothing is out of reach I am constantly going to grow. I'm going to make sure that I am representing the people that love me and care for me. And I'm going to make sure that whatever I do, I'm going to be the best at what I can do. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of things I need to work on. Yes, I'm still young in the business, but the things I have planned, I hope to achieve those goals and become something that I can be proud of. I can have something to show maybe if I have kids one day (laughs) I can have something to say, Hey, this is what I did. This is what, this is what you can do if you achieve what you've wanted to do. This all started because my grandfather passed away of leukemia and I wanted, but I saw his funeral. I saw how many people were there for him and I saw how many friends he had. And the man had a wonderful life and he did a lot of crazy things. And that inspired me to stop Stop working your nine-to-five. Actually do something with what you want to do and be passionate about it and become something you want to be proud of. It really, if you talk about the whole My Beer Hansen character, it is literally a guy just like anyone else that goes out, does exactly what he wants to do in his life. He takes it by the horns, and he just goes for it. I mean, that's the whole story of Hold My Beer Hansen. It's just like any other guy, but he's trying his hardest to do exactly what he's always wanted to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you can
1: catch me on uh, – let me plug, I'm sorry. Uh, you can catch me out on uh, Facebook, Hold My Beer Hanson, uh, my Instagram and Twitter at Hampton Beer Man. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I got there. Sorry to interrupt you there.
0: Bro, you're good, man. I, I mean, it's been a – we've been trying to plan this out for a while. And, bro, I'm going to tell you this right now. You were one of the first listeners that, like, listened to my podcast and, obviously, we had a little bit of a connection with wrestling, too. Um, obviously, I'm not in that in that picture anymore. And one thing I do regret, bro, I know you pitched the idea. I'm sorry we couldn't do the tag team. Maybe if,
1: uh, we, It could be the most American thing in the world. We could have had a one you night. Know what?
0: You might invest me to come back for just that one run, just to do a tag team with you. So, never say never. I mean, you never retire in wrestling, but <laughs> – I don't know if my manager, aka the wife, will take take that as a good answer though. <laughs> Listen, man, all we gotta do
1: is we show up, we drink a few brewskies, you know, I kick a man in the head, we do maybe one little tag move, we get we get paid, we out of there. That's all we gotta do. And people just gotta screw hey. the USA.
0: <laughs> hey, there we go. Hey man, I appreciate you doing this, Sam. Uh, like I said, man, you are still young in this business and hopefully in the future. I can get a podcast episode with you when you are maybe five years in and you're and you're probably way better than anyone I've known. Oh
1: uh, man. Sam, I appreciate
0: I appreciate you being on here today. Sam, the one thing I love about you is how loyal you are. Hey, listen. That's I, just a yeah. lot of volume for
1: you. That's another thing. I mean, hey man, if you're gonna take the time to evaluate yourself and learn from other people, take the time to learn from other people and learn about them. If you ain't going to learn from the people that are experienced, that are doing good, as well as the people that you just have common interests with, I look at constant interviews and podcasts every every day, right? you got to constantly mm-hmm. grow. So take things that you can take in, evaluate, apply it to yourself. How can you grow from it? It constantly is about growth and how you can become better. I, I can't preach it anymore. Maybe the one day I'll run into a kid that'll say, hey, man, how have you done this so much? and I'll just give them the whole spiel. I literally have interviews I look up multiple times because I have to grow and learn from those people. They're successful. They're entrepreneurs. They're people that have done things, whether it be music, wrestling, just billion-dollar companies. Any bit of knowledge you could get your hands on to become
0: better, take it, grab it, cherish it. There you go. All right, man. I appreciate you doing it, Sam. You know what? We're going to do a part two in the future. (laughs) All right, man. I I think we got I think we could talk forever, so but oh, man. obviously I got to cut it off pretty soon, so Sam, I appreciate you being on here, bro, and hit me up, and we'll get that part 2 planned. All right, I'm going to have to go home cue. Uh thanks again to Sam Sketch, aka Hold My Beer Hanseth. This guy has been here for a year and a half and so much knowledge, so much I mean, this guy is, is the thing that blows my mind is how loyal he is. And even breaking news, guys, how I announced my quitting in the ring. Sam is almost promoting me to get back in there. So maybe we'll have an American tag team that he is, that me and him could really run. So we'll see. Don't ever say never. But I want to thank you all for joining me today. I want to thank Sam Skaggs once again for just a great chat. Like, just talking to me about it, talking about his – I mean, it's just – it's crazy. Like, wrestling is such a crazy sport – and for him to have the mindset and the and just the heart that he has, that that speaks a lot of volumes for him. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sam, thank you, y'all, thank you. This is episode ten. We y'all are keep on doing well. We are at two hundred and thirty plays in just these ten episodes, which this one will be published in literally a week or so. So I will. I just thank y'all and appreciate everything y'all are doing. Obviously, Buzzing with Marlo is really buzzing around in social media platforms. So I want to thank y'all. I'm going to leave it off with this cue. I want y'all to watch your hands, stay clean, stay safe, protect your own, and I will with you down the road. Later.